0: A lot of people think, why should I talk about that stuff? Oh my gosh, I don't even want to talk about it. It happened, it's, get over it, it, it you know, but you do. It's like bullets. It's like bullets that are in, embedded in you, and you need to dig them out. You, you A bullet, it's going to hit one of your arteries one day, that inner bullet, it's going to travel. So we need to dig out these, whatever bullets we've gone through, and we've all... Endured pain, heartbreak, um, loss, and hey, we grew up in a lot of us grew up in the hood. <laughs> I grew up in this neighborhood. We we've, we've grown up with violence, uh, abuse, uh, molestation, sexual abuse, incest, um, gang rape, and that's just my stuff. So. I, you know, we've all gone through stuff. We've all gone through different stuff. So the crazy thing about things that we've gone through is that, have to get situated here. So we have this, we have a dialogue that goes on in our head, you know, we do. And like I wrote in the first page, there's like a little cartoon that says, oh, you're only crazy when you start answering yourself. But we, I answer myself all the time. <laughs> so my new favorite is that I talk to myself to get expert advice. That's my new favorite. But we do. We have, we have a dialogue that goes on in our head. And is, is it all just self-talk? And, you know, and I'm speaking to myself. I'm speaking to myself because because of a lot of things that I went through as a child. And <clears throat> my testimony is on Spotify. <laughs> and, and poor Liz's mom had to hear the whole thing. But because, I'm seeing how God's put helped me put the pieces together. So because of a lot of things that I endured as a child, you know, like when you get molested and stuff or whatever in your home and, and you're not supposed to tell and it's a secret and you tell your mom but oh you're not supposed to say nothing and you tell your aunts but oh don't say nothing, you know, and you grow up with that and then you end up, you know, just twisted thinking. <laughs> But, you, but I ended up just being promiscuous, going out there, looking for love in all the wrong places. And I got myself in trouble. I got mm-hmm. gang raped at a party because I just was trying to look for uh, fun, have fun. I was in high school. I, it was a high school backyard party. And I didn't tell anybody. I felt like it was my fault. I didn't, you know, that's what I get for going and leaving and... You know, but because of things that you go through, <laughs> you, you get, you start to hear stuff in your head. You start to hear that you're no good, you're trash, you're dirty. No one's, you know, you start to hear all kinds of stuff. And you could even hear that stuff in your head from being abandoned when you're a kid, being rejected as a child. You know, our parents, a lot of our parents, they didn't know how to be parents. You know, like they say, they did the best they could with what they had. The same way I raised my kids, I did the best that I could with what I had. And, whoa, that was a lot of crazy stuff. So the first voice I want to talk about is the world. Okay. Um, The world is what we... What is around us? It could be it's the Kardashians, it's television, it's, you know, what does the world tell us? The the world, right now I just saw like something on my Instagram that Gavin Newsom made us a sanctuary state for kids that want to get that transgender operation, you know, and I've seen testimonies of people that have gotten that as a child and they're like, I was a kid, I wanted to be a my son wanted to be an ice cream man. You know? Kids are gonna say, they're gonna run with that. And and what can happen is it's like the abortion. If you're in high school, you tell your teacher you want they can take you. So now it's gonna be if you want to get be a girl or boy, they'll they don't have to tell your parents. You know, that's what it's coming to. But we have a lot of <clears throat> ideas coming into us from the world we have just what we see on television I know even me growing up like I didn't there was no love in my house the love in my the touching in my house was bad touching so there was you know I didn't I thought love was what I saw on television like on soap operas I used to watch General Hospital and I don't know if you know who Alan Quartermain is I I was like I need to find somebody like Alan Quartermain like that, to me, was the way he loved his wife, that's how I thought love was. So the world influences us so much, and then music is a whole other ballgame. We have to remember that the devil was in charge of music in heaven, and he has so much control. He's the ruler of this world, and he has so much control over the music. I mean, the music today, I feel so bad for kids, It's crazy. Um, Okay, so let me see. The second voice is the flesh. We'll talk about that. The third voice is the devil. And the fourth voice is the Holy Spirit. And you guys, I put little, like, worksheets that you can... Because we're going to talk... I want to talk about each one. I'm just getting distracted. Okay. Okay. So, this is the scripture for the world, 1 John 2.16. Okay. For everything in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, not from the Father, but from the world. And let's see. The world teaches us that it's going to take a lot more than Jesus to give us complete happiness. Um, That you're going to need money, you're going to need a degree. You know, the world teaches us that Jesus isn't going to just make your life happy. Money, success, that it's not going to bring you happiness. But I've heard that, but I look at the rich and famous and I'm like, okay. They get to buy whatever kind of car they want. They have all these houses in, in whatever states they want to have a house. But they I see them and they're they're getting divorces, you know, they're multiple marriages and they're poor kids. I mean, divorce is so awful. I mean, it affects the children so bad. And is their money going to cover that for their kids? It's really not. You know, so money isn't really the answer. And the Bible even says, what good is it for someone to gain the whole world, and yet they lose their own soul? So in this, in this scripture, in John 17, 6 through 19, Jesus is praying to God and he's saying, my prayer is not that you take them out of the world, but that you protect them from the evil one. So Jesus didn't come to change the world. He came to save each individual. And I know Jesus understood what he had to do. Colossians 2.8, and this is a big one for the world. Don't let anyone, that's why I used um, New New Living Translation, don't let anyone capture you with empty philosophies and high-sounding nonsense that comes from human thinking and from the spiritual powers of this world rather than from Christ. And it was funny because me and Amanda were talking about it, and my daughter Sarah, it's it's on Netflix, I think. It's called Sins of a Mother. And this mom was involved like with Mormon Latter day Saints. And wow, because the thing they were telling her things like in the name of God and stuff, but it was twisted. It was so wrong. She ended up killing her husband and her kids, thinking like that's something she had to do because God wants me to. You know, we have to be careful because that's why it's so important to know your word. Know your Bible. Because people are going to come at you, even, even churches. You know, there's, there's a lot of churches. That's why I love Calvary Chapel. I was in a church for 23 years, but I ended up in Calvary Chapel because I've learned so much about the Bible, not just a man, like, ta- preaching and, I want to tell you, you know, and he never picks up his Bible and he's just telling you all this. His philosophy And you have to be careful with that because, you know, you don't know people, they're going to like justify. Like the kings in the olden days, right? One of the kings made divorce legal because he wanted to get a divorce in the the Catholic kings and all that. (laughs) I I don't know which king it was, but. So, you know, we need to be careful just because it's somebody, you know, behind a pulpit. Know your word. Read your word. The Bible says to test the spirit so we don't fall into what people are telling us. What matters is what God is telling us. And the awesome thing is that, okay, like I've been through a lot of stuff. You know, my husband's been through a lot. You know, we came together, you know, with our crazy thoughts and our crazy beliefs and our philosophy. But the most awesome thing is that we aligned it with God. And and that's what we can all do here. We we can just align all those crazy thoughts, whatever we went through, whatever thoughts the devil's putting in our head, and we we can all align to God's truth. He's the measuring stick. He's the plumb line. So that way we don't listen to those voices. So the next one is the flesh. And it's Romans 8, excuse me, 5 through 8. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds. You know what? I wanted some of you guys to read. (laughs) Does anybody want to read that? Does anybody feel like reading Okay, she raised her hand first. (laughs) Just nice and loud for us. You know, and all that happened with the fall. So with Adam and Eve, you know, they were, God made the universe. He made, he put Adam first. Adam was lonely. He, made, he put him to sleep and he made a woman. And they were living in paradise. There was, gonna, you know, they were going to live forever. There wasn't any pain. There wasn't going to be murder. There wasn't going to be any evilness. But because God doesn't like to force anybody to do anything, he did give them a choice to obey and choose good instead of evil. And he put the two trees in the garden, one of good and evil and one of of eternal life. And she listened to the lies of the devil. You know, and don't feel bad. See, the devil, he's crafty. He knows how to get to each and every one of us. He takes every single thing you've gone through since you were a child and he knows how to use it, manipulate it, embed it into you, these thoughts about yourself, about circumstances and, and then another circumstance like that one, so it must be true. You know, he, he's crafty, that's what he does. But our flesh now, it, it battles, it battles against the spirit of God. And, you know, just like in the cartoons, right? There's always a little angel and a little devil, and they're always fighting. You know, that's kind of like how our mind is, and that's a good picture of our spirit and flesh fighting each other. So when she read the scripture, it meant, what was your name? Jessica read, and she mentioned the carnal mind, where it says be, So carnal is relating to the physical feelings and the wants of our body. Sexual, sensual, material, material things, worldly pleasures, and nothing spiritual. So yeah, we like all that stuff. Like I tell kids sometimes when I'm talking to the kids, yeah, drugs are fun. Drugs are great. They make you feel good. But you're going to pay a price. (laughs) You're going to pay a price. So Galatians 5.17, and that's the NLT. I love the NLT Bible. For the flesh lusts against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh, and these are contrary to one another, so that you do not do the things that you wish. And that goes for all of us, saved or unsaved. <laughs> Can someone read 19. What, what is it? 517. Sorry, Galatians, 517 through 21. Okay, let's go. Yeah. So we need Jesus to help us. <clears throat> Romans 7:18 18. So 18 is the one I wanted to concentrate on. For I know that in me that is in my flesh nothing good dwells for to will is to is present with me but how to perform what is good, I do not find. I love this scripture. I don't know, what, I don't know if it's the NLT and how it says it. What I want to do, I don't do, but, I would, but what I don't want to do, it's what I end up doing. And so what I wanted you to do, I just don't do. Like, I love how it says it, because that's how, like, my mind thinks sometimes. But basically, it's just that battle within us. So in Revelation 21, 3 to 43, does anybody want to read that? Okay, Gina. And I have Retina. So the flesh is fallen and corrupted. but And that's since Satan injected himself into human life. But until Jesus comes back, when he comes back, we're going to have that perfect world again. Everything's going to be how Jesus wanted it to be. So this is still talking about the flesh. 1 Thessalonians 5.23 Now may the God of peace make you holy in every way and may your whole spirit soul and body be kept blameless until our Lord Jesus Christ comes back so that's what we're made of we're made of a spirit a soul and our body so our body is is our flesh our physical being um, like this is the crazy thing about this a lot of religions come in with this I know yoga is one of them. You know, and that's where the the philosophies come in, where we have to just guard our mind, be careful. Our flesh is part of our human experience because we're in flesh in this world, and just like Jesus. Look what Jesus experienced being in the world. He experienced a lot of rejection he, he got abandoned. He got backstabbed by Judas. I mean, he, he poured everything into the sky, and he got backstabbed by him. And then, you know, when I got sick, <clears throat> I couldn't breathe. Like, I woke up, and I was like, <sighs> like, I just couldn't breathe. And I just kept thinking of Jesus, how he had to be dying on that cross. And I'm even thinking maybe that's why <laughs> so I could see how I mean we don't we don't think about those things sometimes. But he suffered. And worse that we suffer too. We've gone through stuff in life. You know, life is not, it's not a bowl of cherries for anybody. Even the rich, even Kim Kardashian. It's not a bowl of cherries for everybody. We're all gonna suffer. So Our soul gets downcast, and that's in Psalm 43.5. Our spirit gets crushed, Psalm 34.18. So the next, the third voice is the devil. (laughs) So do you think there's a devil? Anybody want to answer? (laughs) Who says they're not sure? Who says no? No devil. It's crazy, but you can kind of feel it. I think even if you're not saved, you can kind of feel that there's something going on. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, John 8. Forty-four. Who, does anybody want to read it? Okay. You are of your father the devil, and the
1: desires of your father you want
0: to do. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own resources. For he is a liar and the father of it. But because I tell the truth, you do not believe So this is something that Jesus said. So Jesus certainly believed there was a devil. And this is something he said. He, he's, telling, he's talking to the Pharisees. He's talking to people that are hypocrites and taking people's money, taking advantage of people in the name of God. So he's, he's scolding them. But he's saying that the devil is a liar and he's the father of lies. Jesus didn't create, God didn't create lies. God didn't create evil. So the devil wants to destroy what God wants to build. His pleasure is to make our life as miserable as possible. You know, and you go to BJ's and and you tell them, oh, can I have another soda? And they're like, my pleasure. You're like, wow. So the devil's pleasure is to make our life as miserable as possible. So just always remember that. I know some of you are thinking he's doing a good job too. So, this is a scripture of it's Revelation twelve ten. I think it's ten through twelve. Okay. Then I heard a loud voice shouting across the heavens. It has come at last, salvation and power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Christ for the accuser of our brothers and sisters has been thrown down to earth, the one who accuses them before our God day and night. So the devil does like to throw those thoughts. To He accuses us all the time. Like if from my past, you know he loves to bring out those dirty little secrets. Oh, you did this. Like just out of nowhere sometimes. Oh, you yeah, you did this with that person, you know over here, you know, whatever. And it's like, and then I can either you know go down that rabbit hole. and I and there have been times, you know, I've learned to to recognize the different voices. so I already know that the devil's the accuser. God says, I'm a child of God, I'm cleansed, I'm saved, God knows he was there, he saw, and he still wants me, he still called me. So we need to learn to fight back to the accuser. And it's crazy that it says um, that he accuses us before God. So he's jealous. So he's probably in God's ear telling him, yeah, what about when she did this? What about when she did that? What about this she did? Which I saw her do this, you know? He's. He's accusing us before God. So not only is the devil's time short, but his power is limited. We know that anyone born of God does not continue in habitual sin. The one who who is born of God keeps them safe, and the evil one cannot harm them. So I know it takes time. You know, when we get saved... It doesn't automatically happen overnight that we learn how to just be good and and stop doing whatever it is that God doesn't want us to do. You know, it's like a parent telling a child, like, you know, don't run, stop running, don't run with scissors. (laughs) You know, they're just trying to protect them. And that's how God is for us. And he'll give each and every one of us our own signs. You know, he knows what each and every one of us, what gets us, you know, out to go out there or do whatever. He knows our temptations, and he does make a way of escape, and he will help us. You know, if, if we slip and fall, just remember David. Uh, in the Bible, David, he he did a lot of sins, but he God called him a, a man after his own heart because he knew how to repent. Okay, so this is something, this is just to give you an example of how the devil comes into our mind, and it's like software on your computer, okay? There's something called malware, and, you know, sometimes if you download or you sign up for a certain thing on the internet, even games, (laughs) you know, those games like on Facebook, like, oh, do you look like Marilyn Monroe or whatever (laughs) those games are? They get your information. You don't, you have to read the fine print. They get all all of your friends' information, they get your information, and then you give them permission to post for you. So maybe that's why sometimes people get messages on Facebook. So it's a software intentionally designed to cause disruption to your computer, your server, your computer network. It leaks private information. It gains unauthorized access to information or systems, and it deprives users access to information. So it'll, it sometimes locks us out of stuff, or which unknowingly interferes with the user's computer security and privacy. And that's what the devil does, <laughs> he comes in. He comes in sometimes from, maybe not even something we've, we've done, maybe something, something was done to us. And he still comes in. He still comes in and he, he uses that. He gets us to get bitter, to get angry, to you know, to hate, to want revenge. Um, he, he also uses it for anxiety, anger, doubt, fear, worry, self-loathing. I totally have self-loathing. Like, I would pull my hair. I hated myself. I couldn't look in a mirror. You know, I I had self-loathing so bad. And it's because the devil used. He got me at an opportune time, you know. He probably planned or used everything that I went through. Um, Depression, deception, deceit, pride, jealousy, envy worldly desires, sinful desires, rejection and shame. And selfishness, I had a lot of selfishness. Because growing, you know, it was crazy. This is something I'm so embarrassed to say, but it it's real. I came out of prison, I met my husband in a rehab, we got married, he had three kids, I had two kids. We had two, we had Sarah and Elijah. We had two kids together. And in my house, I didn't know how to run a home. I didn't and then seven kids. I didn't have any money. My husband turned me into welfare fraud because I was still sneaking my checks at my dad's house. I didn't know what to do. I, I wanted a soda. I w- I was used to being out in the street doing what you got to do, get your money, get whatever you want. You know, now I didn't have anything, and I'm, I'm in church. Like, I couldn't understand that. <laughs> I would buy stuff. I would buy cookies and stuff and sell them to my kids. That's crazy. And I that was selfishness. I thought of myself. I thought of number one. You know, and I needed healing from that. And it's so crazy because I had healing from it in the shower. I was taking a shower. I was crying out to God. You know, we come to God, I'm um, this big mess. Okay, I'm, I'm addicted. I'm hooked. I'm this, I'm that. I've been through this. I don't care. I don't even believe in you. We come to God like that, and it's like, fix me, you know? <laughs> but it took time. And, and one day in the shower, God was showing me that I, I was so selfish because when I was three, since three, I had to learn to take care of myself. I couldn't trust my parents. They were alcoholics. They were drug addicts. You can't trust them. They're, they're lying to you because <laughs> they want to party, you know? And, and so you don't even know what's true. So God showed me, you know, you got selfishness from just you had to take care of yourself. And, and he gave me compassion for that Kid that had to take care of themselves. I was the only girl with brothers, and my brothers were crazy. You know, stuff was going on with my drug-addicted parent. You know, out. So stuff's going on. They're they're running wild. They're doing crazy stuff. Stuff happened to them. So they're they're repeating it with me. You know, it it's just that's what happens with sin. But you know, God, he he can heal you. He can take you through your steps, and he shows you. He'll deliver you from all these things, anxiety especially. So many people have anxiety, and, it, and a lot I think is from the, just the overwhelming thoughts that we have. And depression, that's a big one too. I know sometimes out of nowhere, like I can wake up, and I'll be like, oh, what a beautiful day today. God woke up. He woke me up, and then boom, it'll just hit me. And I'm just, like, depressed all of a sudden. But I've learned to go by faith because you can't trust your feelings. Feelings are not facts. They're not facts. So I, I start to draw words of the Bible. Um, you know, God loves me. He for, he's forgiven me. My mom's in heaven. Because I have a lot of death in my family, so, yeah, right away. And, you know, I have to call on God. I have to cry out to God. And I still have to function. I, you know, I stood in bed for seven years. I stood in bed for seven years already. And I, I can't, do, I don't want to do that anymore. So I function. I'll just still function and still try to do what I have to do. And then the next thing you know, it, it's gone. You know, so we, sometimes we have to fight through it. So Satan is not like God. He does not have unlimited power or knowledge. He knows you are in Christ and that you have more than enough power to turn him away. So he's he's not like God. He doesn't have all this power. We give him this power. And I don't know about you, if any of you have ever had like really bad nightmares. I used to have bad nightmares for years. And the crazy thing about my nightmares, one was reoccurring. And it was a big house, a big, like, beautiful house that you just, oh, my gosh, and you want to look in it. Oh, you're in somebody's mansion. But in one of the rooms, the devil was in there. So I would just kind of go as far as, like, in the first dream, I was like, oh, I don't even want to be in this house. Or I would be outside of the house. I don't want to go in. And then I went in. And it's a, it was a reoccurring dream. And then I would get close to the room, and I would get so scared, and, oh, and my husband would always tell me, oh, I saw you sleeping, you were talking in tongues, I didn't want to wake you up, but I was like, <laughs> I was like, wake somebody wake me up, so one day, finally, and it took a while through my salvation, learning who I am in Christ, and getting stronger in Christ, one day, I, I mean, trust me, there was a time I went into the room, I ran back out, and finally one day I went in, and I'm like, bring it on, devil! Like, I was just so mad at what the devil was doing to me. I was tormented as a Christian. So I just went in that room, bring it on. You know, I didn't care. I didn't care. I'm going to fight you. I didn't care. And, and he left me alone. You know, so it's, sometimes it's the fear that we have. He, create, he wants us to have fear. He totally wants us to have fear. So just know that the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. You know, even if you have to repeat that scripture, repeat it. Even in your dreams. I, I, even like Josiah, um, Sarah's son, I think it was time he was having a bad dream, and I was saying, no. You have power, Jesus. You say Jesus in your dream. So God has given us multiple weapons to use on the devil. And it's the word. And if you guys remember when um, the devil was trying to tempt Jesus, remember Jesus fasted for 40 days? And then, of course, Jesus was at a weak point, and the devil came along to try to tempt Jesus. And he, what did he tempt him with? Some hot bolillos out of the oven. Probably had some butter dripping on He had to have some butter on it. The smell of bread, you know, alone. So he comes and tempts him with bread. But he said man doesn't, he fought it. Man does not live by bread alone. And he said, he in, at the end of the, The third, he said, get away from me, Satan. And that's in Matthew 4.10. And that's a scripture that, yeah, look it up. Um, I know I put so many scriptures, like I only picked a few. Resist the devil and he will flee. And that's true. Why would God put it in the Bible? So we have to. We have to, like, like me, right now I'm going... With my doctor, I got new insurance, so they're trying to put me on a diet. They're getting me, and they're teaching me. I have a nutritionist, and they're telling me, like, okay, when you want to eat, because I'm like, what's going to stop me? <laughs> they're like, go take a walk. Take a walk, and, and you're not, you're, you'll be surprised when you're done. You're not going to feel that same temptation. Like, maybe I'm like, oh, I'm going to eat that cake. Somebody left that birthday cake in the fridge, you know, and no. Like, okay, let me just take a walk. So when I come back, maybe I'll have enough to say, you know what, I'll just eat a yogurt. So it's kind of like resisting the devil and he will flee. (laughs) You know, he'll, you have to just resist. You have to, yeah, it's scary, whatever situation, whatever temptation, but read scripture. Like they say, read the Bible or pray, pray for a minute. And just say, God, okay, or listen to Christian music or whatever temptation. Call somebody. You know, if you have a, a good Christian friend, like I love to call Liz. Liz puts me in my place real quick. Even with COVID, I called her. I was texting her, yeah, I don't know, I'm all sick right now. All right, come on, let's pray. <laughs> but she gets me and she and she's talks sense into me, you know, so I'm happy to have a friend like that, you know, and we all need somebody. We all need that person, whoever it is. Could be our mom. (laughs) It could be anybody. (laughs) Okay. So, so far we've listened to the, we've been talking about the voice of the world. The voice of the world wants you to think it's gonna take a lot more than Jesus to make you happy the voice of the flesh wants you to act on the lowest of your instincts, of your sinful nature. The voice of the devil wants to destroy what God wants to build. So our fourth voice is the voice of the Holy Spirit. Um. So there's a main idea. Can somebody read the main idea? The voice of the Holy Spirit brings calm to chaos, comfort to sorrow, peace to strife, and parity I'm to water. water. So the voice of the Holy Spirit is our friend. You know, and I did i did a really amazing study because I didn't realize, I don't know who the Holy Spirit is. You know, we hear the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, the Trinity, you know, and a lot of us are like, okay, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to bug and ask questions. I'll just receive it. But it's, you know, I started to read how we want the Holy Spirit with us, upon us. And I'm just like, pray to the Holy Spirit? So during that month I had off, I started praying to the Holy Spirit. Like, but I felt like, do I really know who the Holy Spirit is? So I have a lot of scriptures. He has emotions, Ephesians 4.30. It says, and do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. So you can grieve the the Holy Spirit. That means, you know, he can get sad. For what man knows the things of man except the spirit of the man which is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the spirit of God. So it's it's just saying, like us. Nobody knows what we're thinking or what's really going on inside our head. Like right now, my son, his thing is, well, at least they're not like Jeffrey Dahmer, because I guess there's a Dahmer Netflix. So he keeps talking. I'm like, man, I'm going through this, and this person did. At least they're not like Jeffrey Dahmer. (laughs) So that's his thing. (laughs) So nobody knows what's going inside a man's head, a person's head. And, it's, and no one knows. He's comparing it. He's saying, okay, that's a fact. But even so, no one knows the things of God, really, except the Spirit of God. So he has intelligence. <laughs> this, this was a slide that was messed up. And he has a will. Okay, The Holy Spirit acts in personal ways. He teaches us. Um, John 14, 26, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. And, and this is awesome. I've experienced this. When you're talking to somebody, your neighbor or or a friend, or you meet somebody, and you're just like, oh my gosh, you know, they dropped a bomb on me. And but God, you know, the Holy Spirit just gives you the words. To speak to them or sometimes you I've seen somebody that I don't even know and I feel just compelled to just pray for them or talk to them and what what's coming out it's from the Holy Spirit so that's what it's saying that it's our helper and it will teach us things so he, he teaches us he commands and this is the story um, where somebody was in their chariot, and they were reading, and they're like, man, I wish I had somebody to explain this word of God to me. And all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit told Philip to go to the chariot. So that's cool. He intercedes for us in prayer. Romans eight twenty six. Likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weaknesses. We or don't, we don't even know what to pray for sometimes. Like I said, I came to God, you know, here I am, this big mess. I didn't know what to, God, help me in my selfishness. Help me in my anger. Help me. I didn't know what to ask. To People would tell me, you, you gotta, you're jealous. No, I'm not. No, I'm, I would get mad. You're, you know, so we don't know. We don't, we don't know, but the Holy Spirit knows. So it intercedes for us it knows what it should pray for. So, the Holy Spirit is described in personal terms grammatically. So, it's neither masculine or feminine, but it's referred to as He. So, John 16, 13, 14, John 15, 26, John 16, 7 through 8 says, however, when He the spirit of truth has come he will guide you into all truth for he will not speak on his own authority but whatever he hears he will speak and he will tell you things to come he will glorify me for he will take of what is mine and declare it to you so the holy spirit's never going to lie to us it's gonna it's gonna it's god's spirit so it's not he's not a backstabber <laughs> the deity of the Holy Spirit, that he's like a creator. I shouldn't even say like, it doesn't say that. He's the creator and supreme being. And this is a scripture that, it's, it's from the Old Testament, when Isaiah, I guess, I don't know if he had a dream or he fell asleep, and he was talking to a, an angel or a spirit. So this is in Isaiah 6, 8 through 13. And Paul refers to Isaiah in Acts 28, 5. So in Acts 28, 5, he's saying it was the Holy Spirit. So when they did not agree among themselves, they departed after Paul had said one word. The Holy Spirit spoke rightly through Isaiah the prophet to our fathers. So he's like confirming that it was the Holy Spirit in this scripture in Isaiah. The Holy Spirit is equated with deity. Like like lying to the Holy Spirit equals lying to God. And that's Um, Acts 5, 3 to 4, when Ananias and Sapphira, they lied. So Ananias and Sapphira, they saw people were just so on fire for God. They were giving, they were selling everything they own and giving it to the ministry. And what's amazing about these times in the Bible, they had, I don't know if King Nero, was King Nero the king at that time? There were different kings, right? But they were crazy. They were crazy government. It was a crazy government killing Christians, looking to kill Christians. So these people were sold out. They were probably just, it's all or nothing. See, we're not there yet. We're getting there. We're getting there, but they're not killing Christians yet. (laughs) But we live in crazy times, so be encouraged that we have have them to look to... um, so they're selling everything, but so I guess they're giving them to the leaders there, and the leaders are like, man, awesome job, thank you. So I, I feel like they wanted that praise. So Ananias and Sapphira, husband and wife, they sold their house. And but they told each other, wow, let's just say we sold it for this much. And we'll give them, we'll just give them this. So they were making a little agreement. And then when they went, they said, oh, yeah, we sold it for um, 5000 Here, here, look, everybody, putting our 5000 in. And it just was the wrong thing to do. God used it as an example because they confronted Ananias, why are you lying? And the, you're lying to the Holy Spirit. So he dropped dead. He dropped dead. They dragged him out, buried him, and then his wife came. And then they're like, oh, did he bring the money? And they're like, oh, what money? <laughs> I don't know what they told her. But she said the same lie. And they said, You're li- why are you lying to the Holy Spirit? You guys didn't have to lie. It was your house. You do what you want. God knows. If you were at home saying, oh, babe, we got to pay all these bills. Let's just give them this. You know, for whatever reason, they thought they, they tricked, wanted to trick the Holy Spirit, but we can't. So, and we shouldn't do that to God. You know, so that's what it's saying. A, a lie to the Spirit equals a lie to God. The Lord is the Spirit. Second Corinthians 3, 17, 18. And it's saying that the Lord is the Lord is The Spirit. So there's a lot of scriptures. There are so many. There's so many scriptures. Because I wanted to know who the Holy Spirit was and is. And what I learned about the Holy Spirit is that in the Old Testament, it wasn't freely given to everyone. It only came upon certain people when God wanted to use them for something or the prophets. But when Jesus died on the cross, he he promised he was going to send the Holy Spirit. He promised his disciples. You know, he had his disciples, his 11 friends that were left. And they were like, Jesus, but what are we going to do without you? What are we going to do? And he's like, I'm going to send you a helper. I'm going to send you a Holy Spirit. And you're going to be able to do all these things that I'm doing. So... When Jesus died, the Holy Spirit is available to all of us. It's available to anybody who receives. Let's see. I'm going to skip because I have like so many scriptures. So he indwells. He's with people. I, you know, I was at a church that said the Holy Spirit... Or, like, God's not with you. If you're a sinner out in the world, God's not with you. The devil's with you. But I know God was with me. Man, he spared my life. I had guns to my head. I didn't die. God's, God, I know God was with me. So the Spirit was with me. Yeah, I was a sinner. I was lost. I, I was making, choosing to do bad things. But he was with me. I know I have a lot of scriptures, but I'm skipping ahead to that part. That he's with us. He's in us. He indwells in the believers. He, Once you get saved, he's in you. And then lastly, what we want, what I want, is the Holy Spirit to come upon me. Like, give me the strength to do what you want me to do. So... He's with us. He's with everybody. He's in this he the Holy Spirit is part of this world. I think that's why there's a lot of people they don't want to serve God, but they do good deeds, they do good things because there's that's where the good comes from. So if you want to write those down <clears throat> There's there are like so many scriptures. He teaches us, he illuminates scripture, he aids us in prayer, he assures us of our salvation, he enables us to grow, Ephesians 5.18, and do not be drunk with wine in which is dissipation, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. So we can be filled with it. Romans 8.16, the Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. So don't ever doubt that you're not a child of God. Even if you haven't gone to church in a long time or especially during COVID, a lot of people started watching online. Like I had to miss the month of church. And the devil, you know, he likes to mess with people. Like, oh, you've been out of church so long. Why even go? You know, that's what he wants to do. That's what he wants. Um, Okay. So we're either controlled by our self-centered flesh or by the Holy Spirit who indwells in us once we're a Christian. So we need to start making that choice. That the, okay, uh, Romans 8, 4-11, 4-11, that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. For those who live according to the flesh, that their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded, it's life and peace. And you know what? I never thought I would have peace in my mind. My mind was so tormented. If you guys, um, you can listen on Spotify to my testimony. And I talk about, I, I literally had um, demonic voices in my head. Like crazy, crazy thoughts, crazy where i can i can see how people like the people that are on skid row how they're put they, they were pushing people into the street cuz i've had voices in my head do this do that you know No, thank god i had some god in me <laughs> but yeah you can listen to it on spotify <laughs> So then, those who are in the flesh cannot please God. But you who are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit, if indeed the Spirit of God dwells in you. Now, if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he is not his. And if Christ is in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the Spirit is life because of righteousness. But if the Spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead, will also give life to your mortal bodies through the spirit who dwells in you. So that's the spirit that's in us. And it's in us that if we said, I believe in you, God, that spirit is in each of us. And there's songs, of, there's songs that he, you know, the same spirit that lives in me is the spirit that rose Jesus from the dead. So we have to live in that. We have to walk in that. Regardless of what I was going through, I had to fight. I had to keep fighting. I had to keep crying out to God. Okay, so the next part, it's, and I know I had to kind of go through it fast. I told Liz, this is something I need to do, like, on a Saturday for four hours. <laughs> She's like, no, <laughs> next time. Just kidding. She Didn't say that. Okay, so there's a sheet in your book in your booklet, that's called, I lost mine, but if it's, it's, a, it's like a loose one on the side, in the front, should be right here, oh no. you got it, mine must have fell, let me see, But if, does anybody, like, need to go to the bathroom, get a refill, water? No? Okay, let me take a drink real Should we open the door, Sarah? You want to open the door? Okay. So with this, the, the people that are at your table, or, or maybe if you want to do pairs, pairs or three, that way you can, um, hmm? yeah. Go through it faster. So this is something I just want to help you guys. I know it was fast. That's why I put my number <laughs> on there if anybody has questions. Or I would I would meet with any of you guys. If you want to meet somewhere, you know, I'll meet you. We could talk. Um, so it's to help identify help to learn to identify the voices. So, where it says table talk, number one says to give an example of a current mad, sad, bad, or glad thought that you can't figure out. Number two, what are four voices, okay, what are the four voices from today? Number three, write down your normal state of mind for each of the following, for example, When you wake up in the morning, are you glad, sad, mad, bad, fearful, anxious, feeling superior, feeling inferior, competent, incompetent, shame, guilt, needed, unneeded, wanted, unwanted, loved, unloved, understood, misunderstood, useful, not useful, appreciated, underappreciated. So you write down, like, I used to wake up fearful, like, I just couldn't face the day. So what voice would that be? The devil. <laughs> okay. okay, it's kind of category, categorizing it in what we talked about today. Okay. But okay, on the other page, no, 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 go ahead and do that first. And we'll talk about the rest later.